When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production. This week, Bob hosts and heralds limestone for cracks in erections and licks his hands clean after an expulsion. Mark saves groceries from being lost and gets caught red-handed in the condom jar. Wade stalks Mark, nearly gets stabbed in the back, and checks for anthrax. Yes, it's time for Profession Confessions. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted. And enjoy the show. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Distractable. I am your host today, and my name is Bob. If you're new here, this is a podcast where I host... Well, actually, that's not true. One person hosts, and the other two uh, compete. I'm hosting this week because I won the last episode, because I am the best friend in the world and or I am a slightly better bad friend than Wade is, but whatever, it's fine. For whatever reason, I won. And as you'll see, there are points, sometimes, or otherwise, you know, scoring, or it's all, it's, it, it doesn't matter. There's just gonna be a winner. That's the ultimate, the ultimate thing. There's a winner, could be arbitrary, could be highly scientific, who knows? But one of these two men I'm about to introduce will be that winner. Either gonna be Mark or Wade. Oh, is that where is that where we come well, in? Hey, hey! I don't know, man. Is me? Say hi! Don't say hi. hi. Bob, you hi. have ten toes. Do I win? Bob, you have five toes on your left foot. Ooh, which one is a writer? That's the real question. Right one. Well, Unless Mark you Santa got your feet crossed my... over, then it's your left. Oh. Uh, if anything, your left foot has toes that go incrementally bigger from pinky to big toe, so they're kind of escalating in a right direction. Unless your second toe from the big one is a little bit longer, which is a common thing in feet. Well, but it's I, bigger, I, not longer, though. Yeah, I, I know Bigger volumetrically, even if the one might be longer. Well, you're assuming he meant volumetrically. He could have meant length. He just said bigger. He meant bigger. Longer is not bigger. Bigger is bigger. Longer is longer. Yeah. Well, See, bigger I, is longer than length. No, I stayed away from the length conversation by emphasizing the bigness of it, which is inarguable. Look, girth and length both matter. <laughs> girth and length create bigness. Neither alone is big. One is one is long and one is well, what girth? Girthy? Yeah. I don't know. The fabled pancake dick would still be pretty girthy and big, even if it's not very long. I don't I mean, know. It depends how extraordinarily girthy or long it is. But honestly, I don't think that's the point. If you want to understand what's happening, listeners, you better listen to last week's episode, or else none of this is going to make sense. But if you listen to the episode from last week, this will all make sense. Clearly, I think you'll see. I don't think so. I don't think anything that happened last week no, makes I, sense. I think I think it'll make sense. 
All right, well, what's the topic this week, Bob? Or do you care oh, about us? Oh, easy. Wow. Yeah, okay. calm down. I'm a host. I didn't realize our small talk ultimately led to quizzes later on, so I just kind of want to skip it and go right into the topic. I That's that's a, that's a strong attitude, and I respect it. One point for Wade. Thank you. But before we get, we usually do we usually do small talk, you know? We just skip right over small talk. What's up with you guys? You got any fun stuff? I don't know. Anything Wade, new? Wade showed up to my house with like a notepad and like binoculars. He's been spying on me ever since. Mm. Just muttering things to himself in the distance. I invite him inside and he goes like, he shakes I want to be clear about something, Mark. Hmm? I didn't know where you lived. So I looked at a lot of people's houses before I got to the right place. That's interesting. You could have just asked. Well, I didn't want you to know I didn't know. But now I know. So I'm okay with you knowing I didn't used to know. Okay. That's, uh, I, is that fair, Bob? I don't know if that's fair. I can't judge. I don't know if fair is the word, but, uh, but, um, I, you know what? It's honest and, uh, that's good. What does he get another point for that? No, no. Okay. I'll right. give, I'll give one of you a point. If you've heard of this thing that I want to talk about, have you guys heard that they figured out how Roman concrete was made and how it was, how it's been so resilient? I'm lying, but yes, I'm not lying, but no. Uh, well, if you'd been telling the truth, Wade, you might have had a chance. I was telling the truth about lying. What? I was telling a lie about not lying. Uh -huh. One of us speaks in riddles, one of us speaks in rhymes. <laughs> Who was lying all the time? Uh, Wait, join, this is where you join in. Uh, <laughs> hi, diddly dee. Ha 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 he he. Give a point to me. Whoa, 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 pee pee. Ah. Uh. The classic. Does he get a point for that? I'm just gonna take a nap right here until I die. I don't want to get out of this labyrinth. Well, tell us about like the, the Roman Catholic concrete or whatever you said. All right. So, so Roman concrete is incredibly resilient, right? Mm. The Parthenon in Rome has stood for centuries, over a thousand years. I don't know for sure. Parthenon. But like, I thought that was made of marble. But like Roman Roman concrete is so much more resilient than like modern concrete, right? If if they built a bridge, a modern bridge, a decade ago, it wouldn't surprise me and anyone, you know, if, if you live with that bridge and you see how it is, I don't think anyone would be surprised to know the concrete probably is kind of crumbly after a decade. After a few decades, concrete, modern concrete starts revealing the rebar underneath it and all this stuff. It crumbles into bits. But Romans did something that people the researchers think they finally figured out what they did that made the concrete not only really strong without any rebar or reinforcement to it but it heals itself which is fascinating Whoa. the theory is that they think they figured out is that the concrete mix that romans used had it's semen in it close but not at all Damn it. Uh, it had big chunks of uh, limestone in it, and uh, like like way bigger chunks than you would normally want to have in concrete, like you know, they would they, they stick out. They seem weird, right? It's a weird characteristic. Concrete, you want it to be pretty uniform and well-mixed and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But the thing about the limestone is the way that they put it into the mix, it was sort of like scattered about. And so the thing about the limestone is when a crack would form, that would expose the interior of the concrete, whatever it was, building, bridge, whatever, structure thing, to water, right? Water would get into the crack. It would seep into that new hole in the concrete. But the limestone mixed into the concrete dissolves when water touches it. And it would actually create like a new calcification 
where the water would go into the crack, it would dissolve the limestone, and whatever chemical sort of reaction stuff happens there, basically it would heal itself. The limestone would create calcification that would fill the crack and like expand out into the crack because of the water getting in there. So literally the Romans had a technique for making concrete where it, it heals itself, it fixes itself, and it's incredibly resilient. Aqueducts and buildings and things standing for centuries when modern concrete buildings you know, crumble to bits after 50 years. Hmm. So it's, I don't know how this is going to be used in modern technology, if anyone gives a shit, but I think it's fascinating because it's, I've been to Rome and I've seen the Parthenon and on tons of other, you know, very old Roman structures and things. It's insane that all these buildings have been standing for this long and they're, you know, they're made of just poured concrete buildings. Crazy. So it's the calcification. Interesting. Yeah. So if they just gave the concrete milk, could milk build strong bones and strong concrete walls? Absolutely. If you ever see concrete with big cracks in it, looks like it's crumbling away, just pour some milk in there and that'll... Well, so he was right about semen. It's the same thing. Right, right. Milk, is, milk is cow semen. Yeah. Got it. That's white. Mm-hmm. And both go well with Cheerios. Mm-hmm. Mm. One of us speaks in riddles, one of us speaks in rhymes. <laughs> uh, which one's telling Look, the truth? You're all making this seem very boring, but it's cool, okay? It, it is, is cool. cool. It is really cool. Is limestone hard to come by? Could they get enough limestone to do that with roads and things? There's a lot of limestone. I don't think limestone, yeah, I think limestone is a fairly common, because it basically forms, well, no, I'm not going to say that. I don't know how limestone forms, but it's it's something that forms pretty commonly. Well, it's when limes fall into rocks and become I'll part of the tell you how. Rock. It forms limestone forms when these minerals precipitate out of water containing dissolved calcium. That's, uh, yep, that's uh, what I was gonna say. Uh, this can take place both biological and non-biological processes. Though biological processes such as the accumulation of corals and shells in the sea have likely been more important for the last 540 million years. Limestone often contains fossils, which provide scientists for information with the ancient environments and the evolution of life. Okay, well, if we're gonna go that route, you know, it forms when calcite or aragonite precipitate out of water containing dissolved calcium. Oh, don't forget about that. The dolomite. solubility of calcium carbonate, otherwise known as CAC03, is controlled largely by the amount of dissolved carbon dioxide in the water. So if you're going to go specific, at least give us, you know, the details. Well, okay, you're, you're highly forgetting about how it's divided into low magnesium and high magnesium calcite. I, I wasn't forgetting. I was just trying to be... You know, the dividing light around 4%. Fair enough, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. One of us speaks in riddles. <laughs> 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 My point to Mark for, for uh, hitting Wade with the hot, spicy gotcha. Gotcha. Wait, didn't we both do that? Yeah, but Mark did it last. And yeah. So dustly. He gets but I did point. the last riddles. <laughs> I don't know, man. Look, it's very interesting. And I found that through the glorious app called TikTok. I spend too much time on TikTok, guys. It's a problem. Mm, fair enough. Anyway. None of that had to do with anything that's going on in our lives, and that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, we like it. We're great. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything going on? You guys okay? How you doing? You good? Yeah, pretty good. Yes. Good! I'm glad we stopped for that. Uh, anyway, on to today's topic! And uh, I actually, honestly, this was kind of inspired by last episode, but it's not a repeat topic. Checked. Uh, but today I want to talk about something I feel like anyone who has worked or volunteered or, I don't know, done any sort of group project, I think a lot of people will relate to weird, uh, funny, and or crazy stories from work and or things that are like work. I 
we'll never forget. Uh, I think I lied in the last episode too. I said my first job was at Kroger. That was actually not true. My second job was Kroger. My first you lied job, to Mark. I, I lied. On the day of his quiz, that's minus three points. I'm the winner. Yeah, I lied to win. I hmm. lied, and, and the subreddit knows the truth. It's a conspiracy. Well, technically, it would have been only one point difference, and he was two up, so he still would have won. But if you'd found out he was lying, you never would have given him the softball blue Yeti question. I would have gotten that. Then I would have been a point up. True. It's true. Wade's figured it out. Oh, which one of us is telling the riddle, and which one of us God. is telling the... <laughs> no. I hate that. Uh, all the points are reset for that bit continuing beyond the first part. Well, you know it's going to keep coming. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the ship of Theseus? Anyway, my first job. The guy was weird, uh, and he made us do boob stuff. Is that enough what? to pique your interest? What? Yeah, there you go. You know, let me get to where, the, where were you you let me get at? to the thing. So my very first job I got it was at a Papa Murphy's, which is a take and bake pizza restaurant where we put together a pizza, but it's on raw dough and you bring it home and bake it in your own oven, which seems like a little bit of a scam. Okay. Boobs and pizza do go well together. Go on. But so part of that job, I got that job because a friend was working there and was like, we need people in the store. Do you want a job? And he got me the job. And uh, part of the job is preparing the dough, right? We made the dough fresh in the restaurant. And part of making the dough was you have to like mix it up and then make it into a big ball, but then you cut it into a bunch of smaller things and then you sort of put it through this machine that like stretches it out, but then you put form it back into balls. So it's, I, I don't really remember, but basically there's a lot of making of balls. What you end up with is little dough balls that are, as the owner and weirdest man I've ever worked for, I think, put it, about the size, shape, and feel of a nice pair of tatas. Uh, yeah, and the way you typically flatten them out, if I remember right, is you duct tape them to your chest and then you go jogging. And as you're bouncing your breasts, the dough flattens mm -hmm. out into a perfect pie. It stretches naturally out into exactly the shape of a pizza. I feel like this is somehow offensive, but I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, right. There's something about it. Like this was a this was like a 50 year old man. He and his wife owned this place, but he was in there a lot, showing us how to do stuff and you know teaching us how to run the run the store and do the whatever, make the dough, prepare the ingredients. And every time we made the we did the dough and made it into the the dough balls, where then you put it you know put it in the cooler and it sort of like rests or rises or whatever dough does. Every time he would just talk the whole time. He's like, yeah, make some nice tata boys, shape them up real good, like use use both hands i'm Make curious those tatas. what is the perfect pair of tatas because i feel like all tatas are pretty damn good small big medium whatever so i'm guessing he had a particular size in mind or was it literally whatever size you made he was just like ah perfect i mean we made different size dough balls right because you want different amount you would weigh the dough and you want a different weight because ah, they're small medium large and extra large yeah uh, actually, the sizes at this restaurant were small, medium, large, and honkers, but... Um... <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm sensing a theme on no, no. One of us speaks in the windows. The Is other that end. a riddle or a rhyme over there? <laughs> no, that, that, you know, I'm thinking that might be an exaggeration. But anyway, this is just a thing that has stuck with me, right? Like, it was creepy. I can't put my finger on it, but like, it's weird. We were it's all dudes weird. who worked in this restaurant. So he was clearly like, ah, I'm one of the boys. Ah, right? The boobs, the tatas, make the ta. It's weird. And it's just stuck with me. And I feel like I have tons of other stories, too, because I've I worked on a college campus and weird shit happens around college campuses. But I feel like everyone who's had a job or anything like that, there's got to be these funny or weird or creepy moments that just stick with you. Quick question. And that's what I want the topic to be today. What? 
So I'm guessing all of your pie crusts were round, right? Yeah. If you made a square pizza, would you roll it into a cube instead of a ball first? How, how do you roll? What? <sighs> how do you make a cube of dough? Well, we didn't make square pizzas. So to answer your question directly, I don't know, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I guess I was curious how you would do it. Anyway, actually, you know on. what? I, I worked at another pizza place where we did make square pizzas, and you actually do... I worked at a Jets pizza, which is a Detroit-style pizza place, and you make square pizzas there. You do shape it into a rectangle to have it rise, but it's not a cube. It's way more of like a two-dimensional rectangular that only has a little bit of, you know, Z-axis. Anyway, why... What am I talking about? Uh, boobs. Uh, getting older. Honkers. Honkers, that's right. Honkers that are getting older. You guys want a Honkers chicken bacon ranch from Papa Murphy's? Oh, yeah. Could open up Honky's Pizza. Honky's we have a clown mascot. Pizza. With huge God. boobs. Tyler's favorite pizza restaurant. Yeah. This episode of Go My Favorite Sports Team <laughs> is sponsored by Honky's Pizza. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. Yeah, anyway, I want to hear your stories. I know we all have this weird job now where we do YouTube and we do this podcast, and, and there are plenty of funny stories from what we do, but that's because we have a fake job that's not real, and when are we going to get a real job, you dirty hippie? Us dirty hippies, whatever. Oh, so you're but calling we all, we all have worked like part-time gigs. You know, Mark worked in a restaurant. We worked there together, kind of. Not together, because you were a bartender, which means you were better than me. I was a bartender for like two weeks. Uh, yeah, that's who's better than who? I don't know. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so hit me. What do you got? Well, you give me, oh, give you me some Mark titles. worked as a bartender for like two weeks, right? Yeah, well, I know him better than you, so of course I knew that. Mm, he's got you there. Damn it. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh. <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. But yeah, let's do it old school. Hit me with some titles. Tell me some funny stories. 
some ridiculous thing. Do it. Do it. Uh, and I shall judge you. Okay. I got a title. Yeah. Uh, I got a title too. Yeah. Mark first. My, my title is If I Just Move Slowly Enough. <laughs> yeah. Intriguing. I'm peaked. My mm -hmm. interest is peaked. Oh, jeez. I'm peaking. Uh, 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 what do you got, Wade? Yeah, I killed him. But hang on, I'm peeing. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, Mark. Wait, has to go first. Damn, he picked the he picked the riddle, not the rhyme. Wait, wait, just leading off with a banger. Point for Wade. Thank you, thank you. So I think you guys know this, but for a long time, I like Bob wanted to be an attorney. So I got a job as a clerk at the federal courthouse in Cincinnati, and I was working in the clerk's office. And in the clerk's office as the newbie, one of the tasks I was assigned was to handle the incoming mail. And because, you know, we had federal judges in our building, the mail was on a completely separate ventilation system. So that way, if somebody sent something in like anthrax or whatever, uh, the judges were protected and just us lowly clerks would die or blow up or whatever. So one of my first times being assigned to the mail, we had to put on full like masks, gloves, the works or whatever. It wasn't necessarily required, but it was highly recommended because you didn't know exactly what you were going to be handling. And I think I might have mentioned this in the past, but one of the pieces of mail that was common to get was prisoner mail, where they would send mail from prison following up on their court cases or trying to get an appeal or, you know, sometimes just being an asshole to judges, whatever. And we got a box from a prison one time and I opened it up to start processing it, and it was a toilet paper roll. Have I told you guys this story? No. No. Like the cardboard center of a toilet paper roll? No, or just a like... full toilet paper roll with toilet paper on it. With writing on it? It was written on. So someone had unrolled mm. like a toilet paper roll and written a murder confession. They detailed almost everything about the murder, as far as I know, on this toilet paper roll. And when they were done writing their murder confession, they rolled it back up. <laughs> But after they rolled it back up, they pissed on it all over it. They oh, no. soaked this toilet paper roll with urine that has then dried and caked. And Ew. so we had to try to <laughs> carefully process a murder confession on dried urine soaked toilet paper. Oh, oh, and that's like that's like one ply like he's in the sheriff's jail or in prison or something paper, right? This is oh. I couldn't tell you because the toilet paper was hard as a rock. Ooh. And geez. they didn't allow us to even like try to unroll it. Yeah, that sounds like CSI needs to get in on that piss paper. Yeah, but like the first like you could see somehow whatever he wrote with didn't or she, I don't know who remember at this point. Whatever they wrote with didn't like fully blur like when you know when you piss on it like the ink didn't just melt into like unlegible whatever it mm. might have deeper in but the top layers were legible and like it started off with like this is going to be a detailed account of several murders i committed yada 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 and so like it was a serious thing that had to be processed but i was standing there with like a mask on these like you know like uh latex gloves holding just a toilet paper roll soaked in urine with a very important murder confession on it. And we used to get all kinds of weird shit. That was probably the weirdest. But most of the letters we got from like the prisons and such had horrible weird stains all over the envelopes, whether it was blood or something else. Mm. It was disgusting and awful. And I don't recommend anybody ever do it. Open that mail. It's terrible. That's Ugh. interesting. Yep. So there is my tale of the toilet paper murder. Hmm. <laughs> Confession, at least. Interesting. So, so what did that come in? Like a box? 
they allowed to ship packages to you from from jail? I guess so. I, I think I don't think it was like a Manila envelope. I think it was an actual box. So I'm assuming maybe if they told like the people at the prison, like, hey, this is my murder confession. I don't know. I don't know how that works. And it's been so long. I don't recall what it came in because like my memory is of holding it and trying to read what it said on it oh my God. and then looking around for like a superior to be like, uh, I think this is a murder confession, but and he's just, what do I do with this? I can't send it to the, like, because once you sorted the mail, you would send it to, like, the appropriate judge or whatever. So it's like, I knew what judge was supposed to receive it. It's like, I don't think I can just put a urine-soaked toilet paper roll in the judge's basket and be like, here, deliver it. So there was a lot of protocol questions that we didn't have answers to with that. Interesting. Hmm. I like to imagine at the jail, prison, whatever, the inmate that did that, let it fully dry up and then brought it over to like the post office or whatever, the post window. And there's the security guard or whoever's working in there. He hands it to him. And it's like, uh, what is this? Oh, I peed on it. <laughs> so now it's all dry. And the guard is just like, I don't even fucking want to. I'm not going to ask. Just I'll just box this up and ship it. God damn it. I hate this place. I want to make sure I put my personal seal on it so I knew it was for me. <laughs> that's uh that's really interesting and also concerning, but yeah. I hope that wasn't like a minimum wage job. Um <laughs> no. Paying you 7 bucks an hour to put on your anthrax mask in case you get dosed by a piece of angry mail. I think I made $12 an hour there. I oh, think. well, that's worth uh, it. That's, that's risking your good. life money right there. Hazard pay. That might be wrong, though. That might have been my other job. It was between, I think it was between 10 and 12. I can't remember exactly. It was between 10 and 12, so it wasn't minimum wage, but wild. I mean, obviously, you didn't die of some kind of poisoning attack or whatever. Did anything crazy ever happen where just an envelope full of powder that turned out to be like flour or something came into the mailroom, or was that not... Not while I was there. Not a reality. Yeah, not while I was there. I, I They do screen to some extent i guess but ultimately it fell to us to make sure that we weren't putting any of like the judges in danger but no other than that and a couple of like i said weird stained envelopes murder confessions most of it was like just filing documents or trying to get like appeals and stuff there were some creepy things like some i think there was a love letter to a judge from a prisoner once mm. but I don't recall the details of that one either because I don't think I processed it. I just heard about it. But no, thankfully, that was the worst thing that I dealt with. Though it was always scary whenever you had an envelope that looked like it had gone through one of the Saw movies and you had to open it and figure out what the hell was inside. Well, that's interesting. Hmm. I do feel like uh, I wish you killed somebody in the story. But, you know, what? Uh, five points to wait for a, an interesting story and a, a really gross-sounding murder confession. As a bonus... I didn't kill anybody, but there was a time where I came through after lunch and there was metal detectors on both sides of the entrances of the courthouse. So people had to go through that before they could come in. And there was a time where I was going through and a guy behind me pulled out a knife and tried to run through the metal detector right behind me. And one of the security guys like ran past me and tackled him as I was walking there. That was scary. Mm. That is scary. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. So that's my bonus almost murdered story. I don't know if he was going to stab me or if he was just, I don't know what he was doing, but he pulled out a knife and was right behind me apparently. Anywho, uh... Good dodging, or whatever you did. I'm not going to add any more points, though. You get five points. Clerks is best job ever. It sounds like it, ish. Huh. Well, Mark? Yes. 
What so if my, you just move slowly then? Yes. So uh, this is back at my first job, which if I would told the story sooner, you might know that my first job was at Kroger. Oh, valuable information. I'll remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I worked as a non-food stocking clerk, which means I'm in charge of everything that was not food. Even when I was working there, I didn't understand what the title meant. It was until like many years later that I was like, non-food. Oh, non-food. Oh, <laughs> That was very dumb. I believe I was 15. And so one of my responsibilities, in addition to stocking the non-food shelves, was to take a shopping cart and go around every aisle and pick off things that people leave behind. So people leave like random things in odd places, and I'm supposed to go grab them, put them in a cart, push them to the back so they can be resorted later. Right? Sure. Very simple job. Very dumb. Um, a few weeks into my first job doing this particular part of my job, I noticed something behind the baby food. I like scooted it aside and I saw a box of condoms. Now it like a box of condoms is actually in my department, but the problem with this one is it was torn open, right? Someone had uh, ripped open a box, stolen out some condoms. Don't know why, just happens. But the first time I had ever seen something like that. And so me being a 15 year old, I go, what? Condoms? Oh my God. Goodness, like I was actually like flustered at even the thought of someone seeing me like even handling this box of condoms, but I put it in the cart and I started pushing the cart around. I was like, I didn't, I pushed it out of my mind, you know? Yeah. But I saw it and I was like, and I didn't have a girlfriend or anything at the time. So it was like, there was no urgent need for this. But for some reason in my mind, I went, maybe if I had some condoms, maybe I might be able to have sex someday. I'd be ready for it at least. (laughs) And so as I'm pushing my cart through the aisles, I start slowing down physically like the cart because I'm thinking like, okay, it's in that it's in like where, you know, you, you scoot out the baby thing and it's like, you'd sit a toddler in there. So it's at the top part of that. And I had positioned it very carefully for there so that as I'm pushing the cart, I could slowly move my hand like off of the grip and down and try to grab a condom out of it. And I'd be like, I'll just pocket one. And then, and then I'll have one and then I will have the condom power. But I didn't realize, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize condom power. I didn't realize that, uh, you know, I thought all the ladies would be like, whoa, you have a condom. Oh yes. I want you. Now that looks like the kind of guy that has a condom in his wallet. <laughs> I didn't know you were a man. <laughs> Did you know that six years later you would have sex? Was it with that condom? <laughs> Man, you know the year. Wow. I know you. <laughs> Please tell me it was with that condom that was definitely not expired by then. I hope not. No. Uh, so, so, so I, I reach into the box eventually after moving to a snail's place because I knew they had cameras and they, you know, they watch. I, I felt like every camera was gonna look at me as soon as I started making my move. So I had to move very slowly. And I reach in and I'm like, I'll just pull out one. And then I ran into the first problem, which condoms are in a roll of perforated string. You have to tear it off of the. Sometimes, I guess, other condom boxes are just single, but this one was a roll. Most of them. To tear them off. It's like condoms by the foot. Yeah, exactly. And I couldn't do this one-handed, especially considering it's a small box and I'm trying to like stick my hand in. There's not enough room. So I'm like, I'm panicking. I'm like sweating. I'm in the middle of like, I don't know what aisle, but probably green beans or something like that. And I'm just like, <laughs> like so my heart is pounding out of my chest because my green hand. Aisle. My hand is. Green, <laughs> green giant. I'm a giant. That's what my, my boss would come around the corner and just be like, what are you doing in the section you're not food <laughs> <laughs> just stomp stomp 
I'm like sweating and I just eventually I have to because my hand is in the proverbial condom jar, you know, like the cookie jar. I'm stuck mm. in there. The worst possible place to be stuck. Who so stole the condom from the condom <laughs> jar? One of us speaks in riddles, the other in <laughs> So uh I I I bail, I bail, I stick I I remove my hand from it. I'm like, there's no way I can do this. I can't it's not here amongst the green beans. No way I couldn't do it. So I, I start pushing the, the card beans again. Green are watching. I couldn't. <laughs> you know the thing in animations where all of a sudden the the things around you just start looming and turn into shapes, like the trees turns into a wolf, and you know the tree. Turns. Green giant crosses his arms <laughs> and just shakes his head at you. Oh no! Whatever the hell he said, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. Green no. giant. No, 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 no. No sex for you. And I, uh, I, I push the card around, and then eventually I made it back to you know the place. If you you probably have seen it in grocery stores where there's just a random cart with a bunch of bullshit in it by the yeah. back door. That's where I would put it because then they would take it back and they would store it. Uh, you need a condom for the back door. I'm 15. I don't know anything of what you're talking about. This joke goes over my head. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> Don't laugh like that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> but then I have like this surge of adrenaline. I'm mad because I, I like lost my quote unquote chance. So I, I look at it and I'm I'm If the camera saw me, it would look like I was a cryptid because I was standing there at that shelf of like discount items, just like fuming. like. <laughs> and then in a flurry of motion, I like reach my hand and rip off one as fast as I can and then shove it in my pocket. And I actually got like two or three. I don't remember how many, but I shoved it in my pocket and I just stomped away. I stomped and I sat at the makeup counter and I just stood there and I sat there and I didn't finish the job <laughs> I was doing. I didn't finish collecting all the shit. I didn't stock any shelf and I just sat there for like 30 minutes as my heart was like, oh, oh, I did it. It was only a few years later that I realized that you can just buy condoms at any age. I thought you needed to be 18 year old, years old to buy a condom. Uh -huh. I thought it was like cigarettes. So I was like, ah, oh, man, that was really, I didn't need to do that. I didn't need anything part of that. So uh, that's how I got my first condom. That Trust me, they went unused. I'm expecting the uh, the store to reach out with a lawsuit soon to reclaim their lost condom. <laughs> What's the statute of limitations on this one? I don't know. Come on, lawyers. What, what are the, give me a riddle. Give me a rhyme. What do I got? You're gonna do time. <laughs> huh? Uh -huh. You stole yeah. a condom. You're going to jail. You evil boy. You'll also go to hell. Uh, well, I like that one less. One of us speaks in rhymes. <laughs> is that a riddle or a rhyme? I don't you know why, but it out. when you were talking about your fear of your manager just stomping around the corner, I was I, I went down a rabbit hole in my own mind of imagining ways you'd get out of that. Mm -hmm. Like he walked up and you were just like, oh, I'm just counting them to see how many were stolen. <laughs> several, <laughs> several are missing. <laughs> or like you know, the manager comes up behind you and it's like, hey, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, you put your left hand in and you put your left hand out. <laughs> like, I was just using this box to play this game. Yeah. What are you doing? Here's a little balloon animal. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is a doggy. Look, it's a snake. <laughs> What are you doing? I have recreated how the thief did it. He put his hand in the box and then took the condoms out. We should give this information to the police. I'm glad you're here. You're just in time. That's how I talked when I was 15. If it makes you feel any better about this whole like didn't know condom age thing, the first time I saw a condom and it has like that little like 
blip at the end, I was like, is your dick supposed to have like an extra little tip on it? Like a tip of the tip? <laughs> uh, yeah. That is classic. That's like the, yeah. that's like finding the cherry. Yeah. It's like whenever I thought the pee hole was a third area on the woman's body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up until what, a year ago you thought that? Yeah. Yesterday, actually. I learned it after that episode. <laughs> Oh wow! Oh wait, no, I forgot I heard, with my terrible memory. I don't. I think this was on the subreddit. Maybe I forget where I saw this, but someone I saw something that made me think of you. I think it was a subreddit. It's a it's a TikTok or something. It's like a video on social media of a group of uh, young like teenage friends hanging out, and they're all laughing hysterically. And the the girl, there's a girl who's like, "Oh my god, stop, stop! I'm peeing my pants. I'm gonna pee my pants." And then there's a guy casually leaning up against the wall, like the other side of the room, and he's like, "How could you pee your pants?" You have a tampon in. Oh, everyone, I did see everyone, that one. <laughs> yeah. Everyone in the room is like, bro. Well, and he's like, what? She has a tampon in. How could? How, how are you gonna pee around that? <laughs> you can't pee your pants. You got a tampon. <laughs> I think it was in the subreddit because I think someone was like, "This a Wade. Wade <laughs> thinks this." Oh goddamn <laughs> Most most of what I see on the subreddit is like, "Ha! This reminded me of Wade." Great. Uh, I'm assuming it's not positive things typically. Uh, it's a mix. Hey, I think you're winning the war or whatever the hell happened. I don't know. The war. Oh hell yeah! What are we fighting? There's like a civil war. Uh, Will has an army now. I don't know the details. I can't be bothered. Oh shit! We're winning. Go team. Or guys, stop. Depending on the reasoning. <laughs> uh, anyway, I love that story, Mark. I feel like I've had that. I don't know how common that is, but I definitely have had that thing where there was like an opportunity at work to, to, to where technically is like stealing, but also, you know, I, mine was probably like I had the opportunity to get a free sandwich at Jimmy John's. And I was like, ooh, sneak it into my bag instead of throwing it out like I'm supposed to. <laughs> Not as cool as condoms, but you know. Yeah, it's like at uh, UDF when the ice cream, you're supposed to clean up the soft serve machines. It's like, well, we're about to dump all this anyway. I guess just put a little soft serve in a cup before we clean it out. <laughs> yeah, who's who's getting hurt? Dude, you know, Ichiban, I ate almost everyone's leftovers. And that's probably much more disgusting. Like, I, I am, uh, I'm oh, not ashamed yeah. of it. Yeah. No, this is an interesting thing. I did not do that at Ichiban generally. Because I didn't, I was a busser, so I was out where people could see me more in the restaurant a lot mm -hmm. of the time, even though I could have hidden in the kitchen. Yeah. But this is a thing I've seen hotly debated online, and I will say, I don't think it's that weird. I think if you're working in a restaurant and you have, you know, someone doesn't eat their food or whatever, especially if it's clearly untouched. Yeah. What do you think, Wade? I'm on the side of eating people's leftovers, whatever that they didn't touch on their plate. I get that. It's good food. Who's throwing that out? I'm not going to bite into something that they've bitten into. Like, that's oh, yeah, definitely no, yeah. out. Like, I don't care that. if someone else does it. I couldn't myself do it because my brain goes to, like, what if they sneezed on it? Or what if they touched mm. it? What if their plate started to slide and they grabbed it with their hand? What if, like, I, I think of all the weird what ifs, and I could, like, I would not be able to do it. You get that one person who's like, I'm not going to eat this, but I'm going to lick everything on this plate in case one of the bussers thinks they're cool and eats my shit. I paid for well, this. I, mean, I wouldn't do that, but I worry that someone else would. I, I, I'm hoping, I bet they're in the subreddit or wherever, there's going to be people who are like, oh, disgusting. But I hate to break it to you, uh, anyone who's ever eaten in a restaurant. I've been in restaurant kitchens before, and I can tell you that the level of caution that chefs and waitresses and waiters, whatever, servers take with 
uh, your food and what touches it and how it's handled and who sneezes where and when that happens might not be as high as you might hope the standard is in a lot of places. Even pretty nice restaurants. All right. Next topic immediately. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> no. it's good for you to get some other people's Wait, juices in your system. Have you never worked point. in a restaurant at all? No, the closest I've ever done was uh, ice cream. Man, I like... I dodged the food industry. Uh, Ichiban wasn't exactly like a dirty restaurant or anything. It was, it was pretty no, well maintained. No, it was a pretty nice place, yeah. actually. It was really nice. And mm -hmm. everyone that worked there, as far as I remember, was like, did their job, was really nice, you know, surfers and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, stuff happens. It's people. Lots of people touch your food before you get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, there's several chefs who touch it. There's maybe someone who moves it around on the line, like the manager or somebody, and then a waiter touches it or two waiters touch it. Or There's a lot of stuff that happens. And I mean, if you've ever seen the particle simulation thing when COVID was first starting, people were sharing that meme around. Yeah. Just imagine a restaurant full of people going, ah, 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 I love that. Yeah, ah, a sports team. And then the, all those particles are floating in the air. Like everything is coated with everything. Yeah. There's no hiding from it. Never. My general approach we'll to the. Always be together. <laughs> My general approach to the world is dear. if it if it grosses you out to like find a hair in your food, which I'm not going to eat a hair I find in my food. But if I find a hair, it's kind of like, ah, that's unfortunate. Hair I just pull out. If I see a hair, yes. I'm just like, yeah, that's gross. I'll pull it out. That's a lot of stuff that can happen to food and you never really know. But it's not going to hurt you. It boosts your immune system. Like I said, so I never wash my hands. Yeah, lick them clean. <laughs> use a use a public toilet and then lick your hands clean. Never got sick a day in my life, except all the times I was sick. But just ignore that. That was a coincidence. Unrelated. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, interesting. Yeah, I've never, I really have never done that, but I always avoided that more out of just like, I feel like, you know, some restaurant managers probably would, you would get in trouble for that potentially if they saw it. And also I didn't want the customers to be weirded out because I, I want them to come back to the restaurant I work at so I can get more tips. But uh, I think that's totally reasonable to do. I'm sure that won't be controversial. Anyway, interesting stories. That's a five point story, Mark. Oh, thank you. Which, what? Yeah, thank you. Your, your, your initial condom. The condom one. Sorry. Yeah, the condom. You know what? Uh, plus one for a side, yes! side thing there that I found interesting. Thank you. You want more titles? I got more titles. Yeah, should we do another round? I'm into another round. You have another one, Wade? Uh, yeah, I think I've got another one. Let me think of a title real quick. Um, Wade's title first this time, so whenever you're ready. Don't rush it, though. Do a good one. No pressure. Okay, I've got a title. You got yours, Mark? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Give it to me, Wade. Two scoops and sex advice. Ew. <laughs> well, maybe it was too harsh. How about mm, 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 mm. what's your title, Mark? Mine is <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> yeah, wait, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's the end. Oh, okay. It's a long title. <laughs> It's a rambling title. Yeah, well, no, it's a good, it's a good size. <sighs> That's a tough one. I'm gonna give it to. I'm gonna give it to Mark. Oh yes. Yeah, no, I think using words for a title was way too uh, cliche of me. It's it's <laughs> too it's too normal, Wade. If and if I, I expect anything from you, it's abnormality. Let's be honest. Mm. Oh, but yeah, by all means, Mark. But I hope you sing only in musical notes and tell us no words. I assume Mark's story is just him playing banjo for eight minutes. Hmm. Well, you'll see soon. Well, uh, it's actually not too long of a story. This actually took place while I was doing my deck building job. There it was one day where I think it was a situation where we didn't know if it was going to rain or not 
like the weather looked like it would be raining. So we didn't go out to a job site. But my boss, who was just a character in and of himself, many stories from him alone, but none that need divert us at this time. He decided that like, oh, I, he still wanted me to work so that I could get paid. And I thought like, oh, man, I'll just get paid for today. And, you know, oops, rain happened. But no, he needed to get work out of me. So he took me to his parents' house. And I was extremely confused. Like, it didn't make any sense at all. He just kind of like vaguely said that he was going to take me over to his parents' house and he would find some work for me. And I was basically captive. I was in his truck. He drove me to the job site. So I didn't have any choice in the matter. Like we, we carpooled basically. I drove to his house and then he got his truck. It was a Ford like F450 that could haul all this lumber and all this scrap so that we could build decks properly. And he drives me to his parents' house and we get there. And I get out of the truck and he immediately walks in and leaves me standing there. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he goes in, talks to his parents and whatever. As it turned out, his parents actually owned the company, quote unquote, that was the deck building company. They didn't do any of the manual labor, of course. That was It was like co-owned between him. I still don't know what the situation was, but they're talking in there and I'm standing awkwardly in the driveway, just like, oh, I don't know, uh, I'm being paid for this. And so eventually he pops around the side of the house and he waves me back. So I go, I follow him and he, he points to a tree and I look at the tree and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, boss, that's a tree. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, tree. <laughs> Did I get it right? <laughs> Do I get paid? Um, well, it was a cherry tree and there were cherries on it. So what he wanted me to do was pick cherries. And he was like, that was the job that I had. And I, I didn't understand. I've never picked cherries or any kind of fruit in day in my life, but I was like, okay, I can figure this out. But they didn't give me a ladder. So it was kind of this, a cherry tree is not very tall, right? But there's cherries all the way well, up in the branches. taller than you are, though. Well, for a normal sized human being, yes. Listen, I was, wow. this is no time for you. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> shush. Wow. I was just agreeing with you. I don't know what the hostility is for. Shush. Very cutting, Mark. Yeah. Good. good. Good work. So to give a perspective of what the situation is, there's the tree that's like by this shed that's the typical Midwestern shed that everyone else has seen. And the biggest compost heap I've ever seen in my life. Mm. And I had not seen many compost heaps in my time. This thing was taller than the shed by far. Yikes. And it was just this enormous mound of like grass clippings, rotten food, like all this stuff. It smelled horrendous. Like it, it hit me in the face as soon as I got close to the tree. It was just like this wash. And I know that composting is like a very regular thing. Some people do it. And his parents seemed like very old fashioned with a larger yard and stuff like that. Um, but I'm like, okay, I just got to pick the tree. So as I'm looking at the tree, the parents both come out bringing lawn chairs with them and they set it by the cherry tree. My boss, who is their son, gets another chair and they all sit down and the chairs are facing me and the tree. Ah, uh, okay. This is where the <laughs> comes in because I thought like, okay, they were going to talk and hang out while I was doing this. And you know, sure, they, they, they said some words, but the vast majority of the time, like they initially were talking and then they went silent because they were all watching me fumble as I was trying to clamber up this tree with a bowl, grab a cherry, which is on a two stem weird thingy and yank it off, put it in the bowl and do this one at a time through the whole damn thing. They set me up 
And I know this now. They set me up. They were not paying me to pick cherries. They were paying me for entertainment. As I fumbled around, scraped my arms, trying to climb this goddamn tree. And I was like, they start laughing after a while. And then eventually, there's a ladder around the back of the shed. And I'm like, you're telling me now? What? I don't like the bowl's half full of cherries. And they kept criticizing me every time one would fall to the ground. I was like, well, I can't eat that one now. And I'm like, why not? And it was just like, it was just the most frustrating thing. What the fuck? I don't know. It was just a, so strange. The story kind of peters out there because I just like, I go get the ladder and then I finish the rest of the tree. And then they just start talking. But it was just like, why? Wh why? I didn't understand why any of that had to occur. And also I had to walk by the giant compost seat. That compost seat really sticks out in my mind. I feel like the job and everything else was pretty <laughs> clearly set out at the start. No, no, I no. I thought you were going to like <laughs> fall into the compost heap or climb up it to get to the... No, there no. just was such a big compost heap that you felt like you had to set that part of the scene up just so that we knew it was there. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a red herring. Look, it exists in my mind forever. It has to exist in the mind of everyone that hears this story. More than the cherry tree. The cherry tree was whatever. <laughs> it's, it's Picking the cherry tree was whatever. The, the semicircle of chairs of two very old people staring at me like slack-jawed, watching me pick cherries. That and the freaking heap of grass clippings just really sticks out in my mind that's i mean that's really like questionable and concerning behavior to me i, I mean, mean you're yes. fine no i mean like what my what the guy went in the house who drove you over there and was like ma pa <laughs> i brought you a boy to watch <laughs> i mean basically get the lawn chairs we're watching a boy today <laughs> What the hell? What is that? I don't know. Like to this day, it still is very, very strange. And just what did like, they use the compost for? Did they have like a big garden? I I don't know. They just had a huge compost heap, and I'm assuming it's just to break down their lawn clippings and stuff like that, and let it do that naturally. Whatever compost heaps are for, I don't think they used it for. for well, maybe they did. They they might have had some like crops grown down the other side of the thing. I I don't remember anything besides the giant pile and the, the only tree. thing. I remember seeing a pile of shit that big was your Octodad playlist. I fucking got him, dude, roasted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying. I watched those. I thought those were funny because Mark almost funny. lost they, his mind. They are funny. But I can't remember. I what, is that a reference? my voice, but yeah. No, it was just an insult. Dude, that... Okay. I just picked da, a random to, playlist to be honest. Not to blow smoke. The, I don't watch like all your videos necessarily, mm. but there have been a couple playthroughs. All of your Dead Space content is fucking great, and I've watched all of it, and your Octodad playthrough is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. really funny. That, see, that thing, I think it's the expansion even, that thing yeah. where you're on, like, the climbing, like, the playground equipment, and you gotta climb around and cross the, the bridge and all this stuff, and you couldn't do it. You kept falling down. Oh, man. Holy. That... It was the first time that you reached the level of anger that everyone who's newer might be more familiar with in your um getting over it videos. Yeah, yeah. With the with the violence committed against your hand and the chair and, yeah, the, yeah. and the controller. That Octodad playthrough. Oh man. I'm glad we got to relive this. <laughs> God, that was funny. I remember that. Uh, well, it's glad. funny too, because we this is a thing. I don't really like rage games, but very particularly Octodad. I played that with Mandy. We love that game. 
it was really fun. We had an awesome time. Mm-hmm. And you fucking hated it. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I Am Bread, too. I played I Am Bread, and like I'm not good at it, but I was like, ah, this is crazy. This is fun. You flop around. Oh. I thought you were going to murder someone after yeah. I watched you play I Am Bread. <laughs> I Am Bread pissed me. I- Octodab is okay. I Am Bread pissed me off royally. <laughs> yeah, no, that I was... love it so much when there's a game that I like that you just like can't handle. I don't know why. It's really- oh, I'm sorry. Surgeon were... Simulator is the one that I can never forget because of like him playing with you then almost killing me afterward. Yeah, no, that was no good. No good. (laughs) I dropped a spoon. I will never forget that I thought our friendship might be over when I dropped the spoon in game. (laughs) Because the way you looked at me, I thought we could never talk again. Man, I don't even remember it because the rage blocked it from my mind. (laughs) I had never seen you that mad. I I remember that morning because I feel like I had to leave after Mark and I played, but I watched a little bit. You did. And he was so mad after he, we were just playing and fucking around and generally kind of having fun. I, I don't know what happened. Now, people don't believe me when I say I get a temper and it's real and I don't like it. <laughs> I, it's it's <laughs> not fun. <laughs> but it's a very funny in like a scary, can't tell what's going to happen kind of <laughs> I get that to a lesser degree in rage games, but whenever you are legitimately pissed off in a game like Surgeon Simulator or something, and being the person sitting next to you, it actually (laughs) feels like I'm a crash test dummy about to find out what life is like being ripped to shreds. Thankfully, you survived it and we'll never have to experience it again. No one will. We should get together and play Surgeon Simulator. There's Surgeon Simulator 2 that we were were playing for a bit there that had multiplayer. Yeah, eh, that's true. We should play that again. No, we got to finish Raft first, guys. You're right, we do actually. Did you know that SCP game? I've been recording some of that SCP game that has some multiplayer to it too. Like the the one where you see the weird vagina face dude and you can't look at it or you have to stare at him and you can't like the one where you have blinking and it's like random layout. That's multiplayer now. Oh, cool. Sorry, that was random. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're, we're going to actually take a break from the podcast and just uh, schedule some recording We're going to record some games. We'll be back. <laughs> no, that you know what, Mark? That's a four-point story. I Thanks. love that story. I'm Octodad. I'm glad you survived, and at the end of it, they weren't like, all right, now fill that wheelbarrow up with some compost and bring it in the house. Uh-huh. Just bring it in. Don't ask questions. Just bring it. We're going to put it to use. Mm. Mm. Just put it on the bed. And Look, so I, I will say... Point for you, Wade, for the Octodad uh, tangent. Yes. Because uh, I love that very much. But uh, I will say that I've had people like come and work on the house. You know, like it, in my lifetime, I've hired people to do stuff, right? To come and fix a thing, to come and like do like pesticide stuff, whatever. Like you have, I've had people where it's like they're at the house and I can never tell what I'm supposed to do because I don't want to just like go off and and be distracted if they need me you know sometimes people are like well i need to find your attic how do i do that or whatever but i also don't want to just stand there and watch them and be like what are you doing what are you doing now Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like i would never do that i would never put chairs out and sit and watch like it's a show that's so concerning you guys do that is that normal is that more uh, normal than I think it is? I hover when people are in my house a bit, but I don't grab a lawn chair, get some lemonade, sit and just watch them work. Yeah. I just frequently check in to make sure that they're working and not robbing me blind. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. got trust people, Wade. I don't. But I'm glad they didn't do anything, you know, concerning to you. Well, not any more than what I saw. 
Who knows what they did when I left with those chairs? <laughs> Somewhere in that basement, there's a there's a VHS tape with a secret recording of you picking chairs. <laughs> Maybe that's the real first video you ever were starring. Maybe it was. You might be right. <laughs> All right. Well, that was such a jaunt that I can't even remember the boring old words that Wade used to make his title. What was your thing, Wade? Two scoops and sex advice. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. Not as funny as a song title, but... Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Did I say that was a four-point story, Mark? Did I yes. Good work. Thank you. And a point for me for Octodad. Oh, I wrote it down. I actually wrote it down this time. Great. Well, I feel really confident and built up for my tale, so I guess I'll get started. Then if that's all right, Mr. Bob. Yeah, I have pretty low hopes, so, you know, surprise me, I guess. Well... Um, I worked at United Dairy Farmers for a while, which is an ice cream place slash convenience store slash gas station here in Cincinnati. What kind of and songs played in this store? Can you <laughs> sing one for me? We weren't allowed to have music except for Christmas time. Oh my God. Wow. That's... That's kind of... There was no music. There was <laughs> no joy. Not... I'm sorry. Did you grow up in the town from Footloose? And after I left, <laughs> they installed cameras even in the back room. So if you took a break to eat, they would know what you ate and how long you took to eat it. Fascinating. That sounds fun. This is Big Brother Dairy Farmers. <laughs> 1980 UDF. The dairy farmers aren't paying you to eat, especially if you ain't eating dairy products. No, like we couldn't, we weren't allowed to take quote unquote food breaks because technically since we worked in a place that served food, we were expected to just have fine time to eat along the way. Like it was, uh, it was something. But on this particular occasion, I've actually got kind of two tails blended into one because they happened around the same time. One day I was working just normal midday shift and this kid comes in, I don't know how old, uh, somewhere between 12 and 16 probably with guys. Sometimes it's hard to tell because guys hit puberty at different ages where tend to be slower developers sometimes. So it's really hard to tell somewhere in that age range, I would guess. And he walked over and typically whenever people that age come in, they come in, they grab like a Gatorade or a candy bar, they go over to the ice cream, whatever. Uh, but he goes over to like our medicine section and I'm like, well, that's a little weird. And so whenever people do something kind of out of the ordinary, you tend to keep an eye. And he kind of kept looking over at me while he was over there. And I was like, okay, this is like two red flags already. Dude's like eyeing me and he's in the medicine section. What is going on? And before I can like get around the counter to go like walk over and offer to assist him or whatever to actually, you know, kind of imply, hey, I'm here. What the fuck are you doing? He looks at me over the shelf and he goes, hey, uh, where are the condoms? And I was kind of taken <laughs> aback because I had never been asked that before <laughs> in this store. Because typically, you know, people come for ice cream and milk or whatever. And, uh, we don't sell condoms here. Really? You guys have all this other stuff? Uh, no, we don't sell condoms because, well, you know, dairy farmers, at least at that time, did not sell condoms. Uh, all right. Uh, well, you kind of look like you get around and I'm going to be getting some tonight. Do you have any advice? <laughs> Is what he followed up with to me. Oh. I, I was like, what? He's like, you know, I just, I haven't really done it before. You got any tips? <laughs> oh, he said I haven't really done it before? He said that. Oh, I thought I thought this dude was out here just bragging around like, I get a lot of puss, so I need some condoms. <laughs> well, he's about to get some for the first time, apparently. And I looked like I got around, so he wanted advice. You know, this weirdly reminds me of the first time I ever bought a condom. I walked in uh, this UDF, maybe. Uh, like, was it you? I realized you can buy them. Where do you got your condoms? My God, you guys were about the same height. Uh, <laughs> 
you know, I only ever stole these before. I didn't even know you could pay for them with money. I, where are they? I'd like to procure some for sex having. I thought they were earned like Highlander. You know? <laughs> oh, I got it. I don't even remember how I responded at this point. I was so taken up because at first I thought he was coming to steal something because one, he went to a place that, you know, kids typically don't go to. And then oh, it's a good shoplifting spot. Yeah. When he kept peeping at me, uh, our UDF used to get hit all the time for that. Yeah. Well, it's right by the, our medicine was kind of like by the door too. So if you were going to grab something and run, like that was a good spot to go to, I guess. But also the fact that he kept peeping over the shelf and looking at me, maybe because he was nervous, you know, about looking for condoms or something, or maybe because he was like, I don't see him. Maybe I should ask. Uh, I don't want to ask. Maybe it's embarrassing. But the, you look like you get around. Do you have any tips? Was like, this, wait, was this Afro Wade? Well, wait, what version of no, Wade was no, this? that I I didn't have an Afro. Oh, okay. For many years before this, I this was like right before. I can see that for Afro Wade. This was like 2010, 2011. So this is like shortly before we started YouTube. So if you go right, back and look okay, at my first yeah. YouTube video, I looked like that. But you also have to imagine that I'm wearing a white UDF shirt with a red or maroonish apron, khaki pants, black shoes, whatever. Like I'm wearing an apron, working at a retail place and this dude tells me i look like i get around and to give him sex advice i'm a 20 22 year old man somewhere in that range and this kid's asking me for sex tips and i just didn't i had the so many different lines were being muddied and crossed at that point i didn't know what to do so i don't even remember how i answered him fast forward two or three weeks I'm working behind the ice cream counter. We are actually very busy. I think we had three of us working. Two of us were at registers. I was over what we call dip side where we serve ice cream. So you come over and you get like your scoops of ice cream, your milkshakes, whatever. And I am helping customers over there. Two other employees are helping people at the front registers. Out of nowhere, one of the people at the registers like asks a question and I see one of like my coworkers look at me and I was like, what's up? He's like, uh, this guy has a question for you. And I was like, uh, okay, what's up? <laughs> I'm helping kids get ice cream i'm scooping ice cream for like little kids <laughs> and this dude goes hey my girlfriend and i want to role play do you think she should go for naughty teacher or naughty secretary <laughs> <laughs> but specifically i was the one that they asked to answer this question this is a different customer mind you you must have given off such a strong stench of an oh, i must have been alpha. like in the heat or something it must have been wade mating season and i was giving off a vibe for about a month but twice in a month, just as an employee at an ice cream shop, <laughs> I was prompted for sex advice. You just radiate such undeniable Sigma male vibes <laughs> that anyone who's even in the same vicinity as you can sense that you fuck. I'm scooping ice cream for probably like a five or six year old. And this dude asks me, naughty teacher or naughty secretary, over everyone in the place. And not everyone just looks at this person like they're a madman. I feel like everyone's eyes turn to me like, well, how's he going to answer this? Yeah, well, what'd you say? There's a right answer. I think I said, I, I don't really know. I'm trying to help somebody, but uh, good luck. I think <sighs> I said something along those lines to try to get out of it because I, you know, wanted to keep my job. That's not the right answer. There's something about having a scoop of blue moon cookie dough in a cup for a five-year-old that makes you not want to answer sex questions from someone you're not helping. I don't know. Just in my brain, it didn't seem like the right time. <laughs> What's the right answer, by the way? I need to take notes. Uh, obviously, school teacher. Teacher. Got it. Thanks. Well, those are my UDF sex tales. I hope that I know they weren't musical or full of shit or cherries, but I hope they were still good for you. I like the idea that you, you somehow, by doing nothing and not knowing how to respond to these weird questions, 
gained the reputation as the sex guru who scoops at UDF. <laughs> yeah, they're like, he scoops ice cream, but that's not all he scoops. With scoops like those, you know he's getting some. Can you imagine asking a retail worker for sex advice? I mean, no, I, I, I get that, you know, a young man might feel uncomfortable asking, well, uncomfortable, or also might get, his, get chewed out pretty good, asking, like, your parents or someone about what to do or, like, condoms or safe sex or role-playing questions, I guess. Uh, but doing that in public to a stranger who's a shopkeeper of any sort doesn't seem like the first place I would go probably at least the first dude i was the one already talking to him i don't know why i was singled out the second time around you're just a sexual you know you're just a, a monster a dynamo yeah it's undeniable it's just mm -hmm. gonna happen hey, me was there something you did was there something about you did you was there clothes you wore or cologne or something what what was this what was the heart of it did you get around were you really getting it back then i guess no, I was in a relationship with one girl throughout college. Mm. How'd that work out? I had a literally a white, like, <laughs> semi-three-button UDF shirt and a red... <laughs> well, Mark, to answer your question, uh, <laughs> it didn't go well. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that's... You don't do secretary, you gotta go school teacher. That's your problem. Damn it. I guess it did go well, because, you know, I'm pretty happy now, so... It all worked out. That's true. It was tough at the time. So you'd do it again? Well, no, I married. If I did, I'd be cheating. Oh, okay. But if you mean if I'd go back and just live the same life, yeah, I probably wouldn't change anything. I'm pretty content. Ah, fair enough. I like that. And I've gotten away with not knowing anything about my friends for many years. It's been great. Well, we've only confirmed one. You might know something about Bob and whatever friends you might el elsewhere. That's true. I don't. All right. If this was a Molly asking me questions quiz, I... Ooh, man. <laughs> Let's just be glad it's you guys, right? <laughs> uh, I, wow maybe do you need to just talk to molly more do you need some time off of the podcast no i need to, to listen and remember more oh that's right talking's not the part i'm great at talking <laughs> it's everything else that friends do i'm not good at all right i'm good at being the one talking well i gotta tell you wade that is definitely a whoops that's not how you type numbers that's a three point story right there so we've gone from five to four to three but all right i'll accept it uh, well, listen, I don't know how many more stories we have. I'm sure there are more, but I'm going to, I'm going to call it there. And Can just tell like a bonus quick story. I got a bonus quickie. Just like in Mario party, I'm going to be a douchebag and add random points to random people's scores here at the end. Yay. This always works hey, out. Mark, do you have a quickie? This always works out. Mark, do you have a quickie? Do you have a quickie? No, no quickies. No quickies. This is the wrap up. Mark, you get one point yes. for, uh, just probably looking so good in your in your deck building jeans. I'm assuming oh, jorts. Ah, uh, yeah, you you guess right. One point for jorts. Uh, did you get how many people asked you for sex advice while you're wearing your jorts? Hmm? Weirdly enough, my boss did. Mm. All right, you know what? Touche. <laughs> wow. My boss talked about sex stories all the time. That was kind well, of his thing. That's a definite. That's a definite point. Nice. Jorts, you look like you get around. How do you fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Wade, luckily for you. Your raw sexual magnetism is worth a point, plus one bonus point for each random stranger that accosts you in public and asks you for sexual advice. That's fair, that's fair. At least two. <laughs> uh, that gets you plus three sex points. Oh, which, hell yeah. If wow. my math is correct, which I don't know why I wrote it like this, because it's really hard to read, but if it's right, that leaves Wade with 12 points. Wow, that's see. more than 11. Uh-huh. Uh Let me but... see if I can add marks up. Yeah, but it's just you wait, Wade. Oh, wait, I made it a tie. 
Mark Mark also has 12 points. Uh, yes! Man, I really feel like I lost some points in here. I don't know what happened to. What? What did you lose points? I really thought those three bonus points at the end were going to put me over the edge. No, something happened. You do get his bonus point for having an extra story, though. We're not going to talk about it. But Mark was all saying nay. I didn't like that. So you get the point for having a quickie, Wade. Great. I will never tell you all what it is. But he but didn't I tell I appreciate it. Nonetheless. I believe him. He's, he's such a believable alpha... Sigma man fellow that I believe him. Oh, what does that make also, me? Also, I'm a little turned on. What? I don't know. The beta, I oh, guess. Oh, you looking so handsome today. Oh, that feels pandery. Uh, one of us speaks in riddles, one of us speaks in rhymes. God, Mark Ooh, loses Why don't eight we points. go and have a fun time? <laughs> Bringing oh, that bit no. back. <laughs> well, that way definitely wins. It's okay, Mark. You got a bonus point in my book, but I'm not the host. All right. Well, it looks like you will be. So I'll remember it. You can't defeat Wade's raw sexual magnetism, his prowess, his obvious stud-like essence. You can't beat it. Dude, when I walk in the room with an ice cream scoop and stains all up my apron, you know I fuck. Plus, he risked his life, probably, because of the powder, maybe, that was in the thing. And the piss? Toilet paper. Oh, yeah. I came closer to getting stabbed than dying from the mail, but yeah, the mail was also just terrifying in general, because you never knew. I don't know. I don't like this. Actually, keeping points makes everything so final and decisive. I think I'm going to go back to just randomly picking a winner next time. But today's winner, because of numbers and math, is Wade. Congratulations. Wait, I win one time and you're like, I don't like this system. I want to go back to nah, Mark winning. something's wrong with this system. I don't like this system. <laughs> hold on. Hold it on. doesn't work out in a way that I like or enjoy, and I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's some kind of problem here. Anyway, Mark, do you have a loser's speech? You want to pick some cherries for us? I feel like uh, I... Uh, hmm, wait, no, huh, hold on. Um, there, there were two, the, there's two, uh, Three of us? No, chat GPT. Hold on. Hold on. Will, don't, don't cut this out. Leave this out. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Huh? We're waiting. Uh, good math. Okay, uh, no. Oh, God, I gotta re-log it. Hold on. Oh, it's at capacity. Two. No, hold on. Um, <laughs> wait, what are you doing? She's trying to get a chat GPT loser speech, aren't you, you loser? I gotta go. I gotta go another uh, route. Hold on. Um, you loser. Uh, uh, I got it in. Okay. The answer is within, but I will not reveal it. Do you want to know what the trick is? It's that there are two answers and neither one of them has anything to do with the other. Okay. In this case, though, the, quote, trick was actually an important bit of information. We were sitting in our apartment in Toronto on Saturday afternoon. Me and my computer braced across from me on the couch with her feet propped up against the edge of my bed. Can you solve that one, guys? <laughs> one of us speaks uh, in riddles. Uh, one of us speaks in Oh, my God. Man, wait, no, okay, uh, let me, real quick. Oh, it's, it goes on? No, okay, I, I got a rhyme for you. Oh, great. If I'd been on the side of the angels, I could have stopped Hitler dead in his tracks. <laughs> Graham Greene attributed the third man. There is something that can be called an ironic story, only when there has not been any humor involved. What a great loser speech. Uh, 10 out of 10. <laughs> If there only we, we had been angels. If only we had been angels. Oh my god. <laughs> AI, you did it again. I'm really glad we went there. 
I was thinking, talking about career, sex advice, compost. We should talk about angels and Hitler. <laughs> obviously. It's, obviously. It's so obvious. I don't even, it's not even, it's too obvious. Yeah, good. This episode has flowed like a river. Wait, do you have a winner speech that sounds like it's written by a human? Yes, let me tell you the tale of another short story of work some other time. Thank you for having me. I'm the best. Uh, you, Everyone out there wearing an apron, you know we fuck. We'll insert the mic drop sound. I hate both of those speeches. Good work, I guess. Excellent. You're welcome. I wish I could undo that, but that's not how this podcast works. We scoop, we score, baby. <laughs> the official UDF employee motto. <laughs> it's the unofficial UDF employee who bangs motto. Wow. Well, congratulations, unfortunately, to Wade, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, make sure you follow uh, Mark at Markiplier and Wade at Lord Minion seven 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 or Minion seven seven seven. My username is MySkerm. Follow my stuff too. You check out our merch. There's merch. Store, store, store. store. Not distractiblepodcast.com. Yeah, no, learn that one. One of us speaks in riddles. The other speaks. <laughs> Stop. Shut up. No, no more of that. This that bit that uh, dies here. It's over now. Don't worry about it. There's no riddles or rhymes because that's the end. If only we were angels. Podcast out. The leftovers were stacking high until Mark arrived. With gusto known only to a young man, he rampaged across the plate and whirlwind-like, he cleared a lot. We hope you have untouched food in all your future dining experiences. Until next week on distractable.